0: The L.A. Clippers broke their two-game losing skid with what was an ugly win against the Charlotte Hornets, but an ugly win is a win nonetheless. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George led the way. A good game from Marvitsa Zubats helped get the job done, but why was it so difficult against the Charlotte Hornets team without LaMelo Ball and Kawhi Leonard missing his third straight game? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Clippers. Our Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day. Your team every day. I'm your host Darren Vaziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into or in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where a vlog of what a very interesting experience at the Charlotte Hornets Clipper game on tuesday night was you can see my experience there and locked on clippers free and available wherever you get your podcasts including youtube where i want you to let me know what you thought of the game why was it so hard what did you like let me know in the comments and this episode is brought to you by game time game time is the best place to find the greatest deals on last-minute tickets. You don't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event with Game Time. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. All right. Clippers, Hornets. Let's start with right before the game. Kawhi Leonard, out again. So remember last episode, if you listened, I said my concern level goes from a three to a five if he misses that next game. I'm starting to think this might be a one- to two-week injury. Which is not a big deal. It's already been about... Hasn't been a week yet. His last game was against Dallas. That was on Wednesday. So it hasn't been a week. But that Memphis game, we'll see. Even if it's two weeks, that's not the end of the world. It really isn't. That's why we brought in James Harden to have enough juice to get by without Kawhi Leonard potentially. Now, the thing about it is one or two weeks, as I said, is not a big deal, but the Clippers always scare me with this because they do this day-to-day thing. Instead of just telling us the severity of the injuries, I had a fan come up to me on Tuesday night saying, I think they do it just so we continue to buy tickets, not knowing just in hopes that he's going to play. And I don't want to believe it's that. Some other people say that it's because they want to keep a competitive advantage over the other team by keeping them in the dark. Maybe in a playoff game. I don't think so in the regular season. Like, I don't know. The point is, I don't trust anything the Clippers put out in in regards to Kawhi Leonard and injury status. So I'm just hoping for the best. But anyway, this was a really interesting night because... The section that I'm in, 207, the season ticket holder section, it was empty on Tuesday night. Empty. All all the people that I know, besides maybe one or two, weren't even there. Life gets in the way. People are out of town. Understandable. But they started moving people down from the 300 section because the 300s were packed, which lets me believe. And when I was at the game, I felt like it was a sellout. It was a sellout. So second straight sellout. I could feel the amount of tourists at the game. I could just sense these people that were so excited to be at a game. The atmosphere was one of the best of the season, but it was packed to the brim on a Tuesday night, the day after Christmas, against the Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball and no Kawhi Leonard. So I loved it. The game itself, man, the Clippers made this one difficult, didn't they? We played with our food big time, but thankfully the Charlotte Hornets just aren't that good and the Clippers have star power in abundance. And we were able to get across the finish line and not totally blow it. But we made life difficult for ourselves. And I think it's because we didn't come out and play with defensive intensity at all. We could not string together stops. Miles Bridges was getting to the rim Fairly easily on just about everyone. He was knocking down his three. There were just some really weak contests. And there were very few players for the Clippers that I thought actually had a good defensive game. By name, off the top of my head, and what I thought, obviously some of this is a little subjective based on how you evaluate defense and what you're seeing. But I think Zubats was good. I think Westbrook was good. I think Amir Coffey was solid. And... I thought Kobe Brown was better. He had a rough last couple of possessions in the second quarter before he came out. But he had better understanding of what was needed from him defensively. His rotations were pretty good. And the most happy thing for me watching Kobe Brown was when he was guarding Terry Rozier and he didn't go for his shot fake and he stayed on the ground. And Terry Rozier didn't get a shot off. He forced him to pass. We've been talking about Kobe Brown and his reckless closeouts. Well, I'm happy that you saw a little bit of improvement, a little bit of progression. So that's a good thing. Other than that, though, Paul George, three straight games, in my opinion, with pretty lackluster defense. I think it got better as the game went on. But outside of like one or two possessions of good one-on-one defense, I thought he was lazy with his switches, not being up enough. Not communicating. His body language wasn't great. I think he was getting cooked on Twitter a little bit too hard. A little bit too hard. We still won the game. And I always say Paul George needs to be aggressive. He was 10 for 25 in the game. Yeah, that might not be very efficient. But what do I always say? When we don't have Kawhi Leonard, he should be taking 20 shots at least. And I like that he did. I like that he was aggressive and I'm not complaining about him being passive. Five for 11 from three, and that included three big ones in the third quarter. Absolutely huge. Because we couldn't, not only could we not string together stops, we couldn't really string together made baskets. We really couldn't. But I'll tell you what, James Harden, in my opinion, was the guy who really, I want to even, I don't know if I want to use the word carried, but in the first half offensively, he kind of did. He was making a ton of great plays. I thought Westbrook was good as well, I will say. I have to give him his flowers. And Paul George did start the game pretty well, knocking down some shots. But James Harden, he was the first half for the Clippers offensively. 20 points. The double drag was working really well with Harden as the ball handler. And you saw various people be used as that first screener, that pick-and-pop guy, whether it be Terrence, Amir, Russ. Later in the game, Russ was getting some good stuff when he was getting space in front of him caused by James Harden or Paul George getting attention. So, yeah, we used a couple of different guys in that action. And James Harden was able to make the right read, whether it be to a corner shooter or to Ivica Zubac or Daniel Tice. Ivica Zubac in this game, really solid as well. 18 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. Only thing I'll say is he made some poor reads in those 4-on-3 situations in the short roll. Because James Harden and Paul George, one thing that really helped the Clippers take this home was they started getting blitzed in the fourth quarter. And Steve Clifford admitted after the game he had problems with James Harden. P.J. Washington could not stay in front of James Harden. I was on blow-by watch, as I've always been this season, and P.J. Washington could not stay in front of James Harden. So we're starting to see Harden get two feet in the paint, which is what the Clippers have needed more of since we put two and three together. Because, quite frankly, they don't do it enough and I thought Paul George in the fourth quarter actually did do it more, created an affected nine straight points, nine, when the Clippers went down in the fourth quarter. It was getting really sketchy. We went cold. The def- like Russ was good defensively, but even he had moments where he was just ball watching and falling asleep on his man, over helping or maybe trying to be in the vicinity for a rebound, which he did a great job on the boards tonight, but I don't like it when guys just sag off anticipating a rebound or a pass and just leaving their man wide open when they're a good shooter James Harden as well really not great defensively at all tonight or on Tuesday night I thought he had one or two pokes that were good one led to a steal and then two or three good shot contests but overall when he was attacked one-on-one he was a cone a lot of times but that being said I still think Harden was my player of the game even with that being said I don't think he was that great on that end of the floor but Offensively, he was superb. How about the man who brought us home, though? Russell Goatbrook. Russell Westbrook brought the life into the building. Listen, we've had a lot of great six men. Corey Maggette, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, I've, Montres Harrell. I've been at games for all these guys, and none of them get a bigger reception, louder than Russell Westbrook when they check into a game for the Clippers off the bench. He, it's, it's bigger than his Clipper tenure. He won people over off the bat because he already has so many fans in the city. So, and he's, come on, I mean, it's Russell Westbrook, for God's sake, he's a Hall of Famer, and he was must-see TV. And he's also the best I've ever seen, even over Patrick Beverly and Montres Harrell at engaging the crowd. He's so great at making us, the fans, feel important. And that's one thing I love about players. But man, how effective was he in this game? Immediately when he came into the game, was able to score, knock down a three. He hit that one-legged fade that I don't think, I would love to see the percentage on that shot this season. But he hit it nothing but net, hit a three, and was so aggressive in this game. Rebounding, got a couple of huge interceptions, a big block late, and the end of the game, You know, after James Harden made that three to make the Clippers go up 96 to 93, Russell Westbrook hitting that three late in the shot clock. I can't tell you how big of a shot that was. I mean, absolutely massive. And then after that three, he had the beautiful pass inside to Zubot's Bullet pass with a tight window. That led to a Charlotte Hornets timeout. Put us up eight. And then the big one. it's it's Zubats with a little bucket to put the Clippers up 10 with four minutes to go. And we had him from there. Oh, you know what the real dagger was, actually? It was that Paul George corner three from Russ yet again. And Russ, just some big moments down the stretch. He really brought us home. So you got to give him all his flowers. In this game, Russell Westbrook had 14 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Two turnovers, so he kept it, you know, three to one assist to turnover ratio. I will take that. And again, another really efficient game. Five for eight from the field and two for two from three. Wow, two for two from three. I didn't even notice that he made both. Two for three from the line. Clippers win it 113 to 104. But coming up, going to be talking more about the overall performance, what lineups worked, what defensive schemes we threw at them, and the performance of one James Harden. I got to tell you a little something about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked up for us on this week's eBay, eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, I am going to go with Dante Exum. Right now, with Kyrie Irving out, he has really found a role with that Dallas Mavericks team. And he's getting a lot of minutes. So I think he's going to be a good guy to go for. Jason Kidd said that when healthy, the Mavs are still planning on starting Exum. So that means even when Kyrie comes back. So it could be a good move in the long term as well as the short term. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. What's your dream ride? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Locked On has launched the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Clippers win it 113-104 for all the people that I did not see that sit in my section 207, that are listening to this show right now. I missed you. I missed you. And I apologize to all the listeners right now if my voice sounds a little bit hoarse or croaky. Because, man, my head was starting to hurt late in that game. I was yelling a lot. Jeez, it's like midnight right now when I'm recording this. But got to get it out for the people, right? Got to get it out for you, Clipper Nation. The best, most loyal fans in the league. And listen, I know you're going to be thinking the Clippers got to be better. I can't believe you're so happy, Darian, smiling and all this stuff. Look, did we play well? No, we didn't. Is there an excuse? No, there's not, even though we didn't have Kawhi. But our team should not be fully judged if we don't have Kawhi Leonard because we aren't going to win a championship without him. We know it. It doesn't matter. Our team as a whole, the Clippers, the 2023-24 Clippers, need to be judged with Kawhi Leonard alongside these guys. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean we can't critique them when he doesn't play, but all that matters is winning. All that matters is winning. Let's see next game. We've got to take it one game at a time. The Memphis Grizzlies is going to be tough, but when you've got a guy like James Harden on your team, you always have a chance to win, Because the guy is, as I've said, the best pick and roll player we've had since Chris Paul. He makes all the right reads in those double drags offensively, one on one. He was having his way in this one. He was knocking down the three ball, he was getting to the rim, he was getting to the line. Again, I don't understand how he gets some of the calls that he gets, but it's on our side now, so I'll take it. How about 50% from the field and three in this one for James Harden? 29 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and a block. Those were the three pokeaways I was talking about. Four turnovers, though. So two to one assist to turnover ratio, you have seen better from James. But it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to be too nitpicky. He shot 50%, eight for 16 from the field, six for 12 from three. So 75% of his shots were threes, and you know what? When he's hitting it at a 50% clip, I'm not going to complain. Seven for eight from the foul line, and he played 40 minutes, which was the most of any Clipper. And to be honest, that stretch in the beginning of the fourth quarter when the Clippers went down, James wasn't in the game. And I'm not saying it completely turned when he came back in because I remember we did break the drought right before he returned into the game. And that was when, what's his name? Terry Rozier made the three to force the timeout, and then Daniel Tice got a technical foul. I didn't even see that when I was at the game. So we went down ninety-one to eighty-four because Terry Rozier missed the the free throw. But Norman Powell made a three that started the push. And then James and Zu came in when we were down by six. But let me tell you, James Harden and Zu definitely helped turn the game around. You know, Zu's screening and roll gravity in ways, you know, bigger than Daniel Tice. He was causing a lot of havoc just rolling in the basket. But, of course, it's James Harden that really opens it up for Ivica Zubac, as we've seen since he's become a Clipper. And in this game, Ivica Zubac, as I already said, 18 points, 14 boards, and four assists. On 7 for 11 shooting in 31 minutes. Only issue I have with Zoo, free throws. 4 for 8 from the foul line. Definitely want to see him be better there. The Clippers didn't shoot super well from the foul line in this game. 19 for 25. But they got to the line 9 more times than the Hornets. Who shot 12 for 16 from the line. Clippers shot 47%, Hornets shot 46%. The three ball was really what made the difference though for the Clippers if we're looking at the box score. 21% from three for the Hornets to 41% from three for the Clippers on 14 for 34 shooting overall from distance. And I thought we generated a lot of good looks. But Russell Westbrook being two for two, that, that was definitely a luxury. Norman Powell being one of five though is unusual. Two straight games that were kind of stinkers for Norm. But I will say he was out there in big moments in this one. And his spacing still matters. Seven points, three rebounds on two of seven shooting. And one of five from three for Norm. Kobe Brown got 17 minutes. So the Clippers went nine deep in this one. Kobe Brown got 17 minutes. He had two points, two assists, two steals. He had a nice pickpocket, though, and he went all the way. That was his one bucket. That was beautiful, actually, in, in the second quarter. One for four overall, 0 for two from three. Daniel Tice. I think it was a tale of two halves for Tice. He was good in the first half, being in the right place, right time. Nice baseline cuts, finishing strong. Second half, it felt like the Hornets were going at the rim, and he was nothing. He was falling down on the floor a bunch, and it just seemed like it was open season for them. But man, the clearest point of attack defense just was not good enough in this game. Terrence Mann thought first half, he looked like the same not confident player that he's been a lot this season. Missed a shot well short from about 10 feet. Then he missed his three on the left wing way long. Defensively, was scored on twice. Not terrible defense, but was scored on -on one-on-one. But then in the second half, you started to see more of Terrence Mann and what we like. He was doing a much better job trailing Rozier uh, over the screens. And he finally got on the board for four points, putting the ball back up and in on an offensive rebound. He had four points and a rebound on 1-for-4 shooting and 0-for-1 from three. Made both of his free throws in 20 minutes. He didn't really play that much, but at least he got on the board after that 0-for-10 game against the Celtics. Maybe that can get him feeling a little bit better, but again, I've been saying that all season. We need to see it from Terrence. Amir Coffey thought he was pretty quiet as well. Only played 23 minutes, but I thought he did a pretty good job defensively when he was called upon to guard one-on-one. And that's about it. I think he could have been better. I mean, only getting eight points from Terrence and Amir combined isn't ideal. If you combine Kobe Brown, that's only 10 points from three different guys in a nine-man rotation. And then Norman Powell having a seven-point game, 17 from four guys? You got to thank Westbrook. Hardin, Zubats, and Paul George, who were all 14-plus points. And Tice, for what it's worth, he had 10 points and four rebounds. So he still had 10 points on five or seven shootings. So you'll absolutely take that. Paul George. you are going to be talking about his performance and go in even more depth. Man, it's just so many things are coming to my mind right now. I'm talking stats. I'm talking this and that. A little scatterbrained, I apologize. But coming up, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the schemes, what kind of things we were doing defensively, and what kind of things the Hornets were doing defensively. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to say a little something about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports that you want to see or even theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices and views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, and what's so good about it is you can even get tickets off Game Time an hour into the game. So if you're really running late and you don't know if you can go to last minute, maybe you get off work late. Game Time is the place to go. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N B A, so two N's, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Clippers winning this one 113 to 104 at the Stable Center. They advanced to 18 and 12 on the season, 15 and five in their last 20 games, and 12 and four at home this season. Love to see that. Six, got five guys in double figures for the Clippers in this one, James Harden led the way with 29 points, six rebounds and eight assists. But Paul George, you know, he had an up and down game. He did not shoot very well, only 10 for 25. But as I said earlier, I liked how aggressive he was. Defensively is where I want to see better from P. I mean, he's supposed to be a great two-way player. I know he can be, but he, it's just—it's all about how locked in he is. And you know, it's, I'm not going to dance around it. It's all effort, seriously. Attention to detail. Paul George, come on, bro. You're much better than this. Once we get that, we'll have a much better t- uh, chance of beating these teams without Kawhi and looking more convincing when we do it. To start the game, we had PG on Bridges, Amir Coffey on Gordon Hayward, Terrence Mann on Rozier. We had Zubats actually hedging the screens with Rozier, having someone rotate onto the big and then waiting until Terrence could recover or whoever was guarding Rozier could recover and then Zoo would get back to his. That was interesting because we almost always play Zoo in drop coverage, but we wanted to make sure Terry Rozier didn't get hot. So I liked that decision from our coaching staff. Harden had eight points in the first quarter. He started just right away getting us going that 20 points in the first half was big time clippers let it have 55 to 50 they were just not really out of the woods to be honest the clippers it was just too close for comfort all game but it made for an exciting finish and russell westbrook making some huge plays down the stretch it was awesome that russ was able to do that in both halves you know he only got one stint in the first half but it was a lengthy stint and he brought energy in the building. And he was able to give us some good offense even when Harden was out. Because PG, he wasn't really hitting, you know. And he was also turning the ball over too much. Let's see how many turnovers Paul George had. So 25 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers per Paul, No steals and no blocks. So like so, that's just not like Paul George to not, you know, get something in those categories. And zero free throw attempts. That's not great either. But thankfully he hit those three threes in the third quarter and that big one in the fourth, huge shots. And the Paul George's ability to just come off of screens and move without the ball and catch right away and fire. It's better than anyone on our team. And that makes him so easy to play with and so easy to involve in different kinds of schemes. I don't wanna, you know, underestimate how valuable that is. So I got to give like Paul George still helped us get across the finish line. If you're telling me we win that game without Paul George, I think you're being a little ridiculous because the thing about PG is he can be very frustrating. I get it. You know, for how much talent he has, he can sometimes leave us wanting more. And and that's very, very fair. But he still is very, very good. He still is one of our guys. He still is one of our best players ever. We've got to support them through the ups and the downs. We've committed to this team. And PG ultimately still helped us get across the finish line in this game. And that's all it's about is getting the job done. And we got it done. So, no, I'm not that mad. Why should I be mad? It doesn't matter if it's ugly. It doesn't. Do I want us to play better? Yes. It starts in the defensive end. It really does. But Norman Powell is not going to shoot like that most games. James Harden, sure he won't shoot like that most games, but he'll still create good looks. And Paul George might shoot better. And we, oh, I forgot—we have Kawhi Leonard on our team, so let's not cry so much. All right, I've seen a lot of people being a little too harsh. Clippers won a game, and I'm happy about it. Do I have anything else to say? Oh, I thought this was very interesting. Daniel Tice in certain lineups, when the Hornets had P.J. Washington as a small ball five or Mensa, who had never seen play in the NBA, uh, as a small ball five. For four minutes. Daniel Tice was switching one through five. Because they were switching everything too. But Daniel Tice was switching one through five. And he was actually holding his own in the first half. Second half felt like kind of open season for the Hornets, as I said earlier. But Paul George, I have to say, though that that period where he created nine straight points in the fourth quarter was also just huge. So, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take the win all day long. Some bad endings to quarters, by the way, that the Clippers have been having lately. they got to really clean that up. Really clean that up. But, yeah, we'll take the W. It was a scary one. But at the end of the day, Clippers win it. 113-104. Next game is against Memphis. we got two days off. Two days off. And I'm really hoping we can get Kawhi back because the Grizzlies are now 4-0 since they got John Morant back. They're riding a high. And you know John's going to want to put on a show in Los Angeles. And I don't like the Memphis Grizzlies. Going back to 2013 and 2012. Oof. Those yellow rally towels just make me sick. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper content. A video of my experience in the game will be out on Wednesday And Locked on Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know how you felt about the game why was it hard why was it a good win or whatever you think why was it difficult in your opinion what did you like let me know and also you know i i do apologize i feel like i've been awful this episode i i truly do i feel like i've been so my thoughts have been all over the place just coming back from the game sometimes it can be really hard i think it's honestly easier for me to analyze the game when i'm watching on tv and seeing the replay and all that But let me know if I'm just being hard on myself because I always, I always have said, I want you guys to give me constructive criticism because I always want to get better. Like this is only my second year doing this. So I know I'm not perfect, especially being a solo host, but yeah, like, please let me know, um, what you want me to do better. Some maybe sometimes I'm not enunciating enough or I don't know. Just let me know. Or you can just talk about the Clippers and not say anything about me. That's cool with me as well. Let's go Clips. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.